As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be Continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. HD, it's Sound Off with Keith Murphy and John Sears, featuring Andy Fails with What's Bugging Andy. Now, get ready to Sound Off. Welcome to Sound Off, Keith Murphy and John Sears. This is one of our favorite shows of the year. I'm sure it's one of yours, too, because... John, if you're a basketball fan, you wait for Selection Sunday. Yeah. And in the state of Iowa, we have never had it better. This is a historic day. It is. Three teams seated seventh or better. How about that? Sound off survey at whotv.com slash sports. You've seen the bracket. You've seen the matchups. Which of our teams is the last standing? And call now to sound off of the Big 12 or Big 10 tournaments in the rear view. Or look ahead to March Madness and what you expect. 515-282-9010. Chris Jones producing. Full disclosure, he is a Hawkeye fan. Soak it in. We just had the best selection Sunday in Iowa history. Maybe not the best for any one team, except Northern Iowa, but overall, three teams in the tourney. That's only happened once before, and in 2005, Iowa State was the highest seed at nine. This year, Iowa is the lowest seed at seven. And don't forget what this day was like just four years ago. We pulled out the video of Selection Sunday in 2011. Oh. Absolute misery. Look at the Panther fan, oh. the Cyclone fan, the Drake fan. Blink. The, the Iowa fan. Zero teams in the tournament in 2011. And tonight, <laughs> somewhere, these guys are dancing. The comeback clones defy belief. Five straight double-digit deficits, four of them against NCAA tourney teams, and ISU wins all five. I've never seen anything like it. Fred Hoiberg's heart doesn't need this stress, but if anyone in Cyclone country stayed mostly calm, it's Fred. He's the first coach in Iowa State history to lead four straight teams to the dance. Hoiberg dedicated the Big 12 tourney title to Jamie Pollard. Pollard had a heart attack and triple bypass this week. He mustered the strength to send Cyclone fans a video message. Pollard's large visible scar served as sobering reminder of just how serious this is. Cyclone fans took over Kansas City. Even Bill Self stood in awe as he noted the clones outnumbered the Jayhawks in their own backyard. It seems like a long time ago the Panthers celebrated the Valley Tourney title. 
at 30 and three, you and I deserved a higher seed than five. But if I'm right, the Panthers can prove it. Iowa's six-game winning streak came to a screeching halt at the Big Ten tourney. The Hawks dropped a turd in the punch bowl. If Iowa wins an NCAA tourney game, this season will be viewed as a success. If not, disappointing. Fran McCaffrey deserves credit for resurrecting the Hawkeye program from ashes. It's been a straight trend upward every year. McCaffrey's biggest obstacle? He started the same time as Fred Hoiberg, and there's no comparison who's having more success. ESPN, really? (laughs) Before the Cyclones play Oklahoma, you show a Hawkeye logo? This could be Chris Hassel's top prank ever. (laughs) In KC, a trending topic was hashtag Sears selfie. But come on, John, smile. It's not like you have work to do or clothes to clean. They didn't know how to work the camera. Oh, come on. Some drunk didn't spill beer all over you, right? Yeah, that happened. And what in the wide world of sports is going on here, John? Are you making out with your pillow? Keith, that's that's how you voice a package on the road. You get those acoustics within the pillow and the bed. That, that, That looks bizarre. It's not worth it. Keith, I was at the Big 12 tournament all week, and I think that has to be one of, if not the best conference tournament atmospheres in the country. That tournament is a gem for Kansas City, and the title game was college basketball at its best. Speaking of the Cyclones, I think Iowa State should be happy they got a three seed and not the two. I know that may sound odd, but if Iowa State gets the two, they're in Kentucky's bracket. As the three, the Cyclones' road to the Final Four is about as good as it can get. Potential matchups, UAB, SMU, Gonzaga, and Duke. Not easy, but certainly doable. I think the Hawkeyes lucked out in their seeding. After a deflating loss to Penn State, most, including myself, thought Iowa would drop to the 8-9 matchup. That didn't happen. Hawks get a 7 seed and, well, then possibly Gonzaga in the second round. Iowa can play with some of the best teams in the country, but they can also flame out against the fighting Steph Currys. (laughs) Many think Northern Iowa got robbed as a 5 seed, and that's probably true, but A strength of schedule ranked 119th is the only reason you and I is a five and not a three or a four. Bottom line, I think the Panthers are legit and a bad matchup for many teams. That includes Louisville and possibly Villanova in the Sweet 16. Let's get us started with some calls here on SoundOff 282-9010. Troy in Urbandale has a bold prediction. Troy, let's hear it. Well, uh, all three Iowa teams will win at least one game. Kentucky will win the title. Calipari will leave, and the NCAA will investigate Kentucky. Okay, what part of that is bold? <laughs> now, the teams are all favored to win their opening round matches. Kentucky's a heavy favorite. Calipari's already been busted twice. He, he's always investigated. You're supposed to bring the bold. Come on. <laughs> come on, Troy. Come on. I, all right, uh, we'll go to Donna. Uh, Donna, what do you think here on Selection Sunday? I just wanted to talk about the Iowa Hawkeyes. I think they have okay. done a great job this year. Um, they have, they have had their downs, but I also want to talk about the, the referees. Um, I just want your opinion on, on, on the technical that, uh, that Fran got at the, at the Big Ten. Right, Donna, we're, uh, seeing, right there, yeah. we're seeing it right here. Let me jump in. Uh, it, it was goaltending. Fran had a right to be upset. 
but down two points at that moment, you have to control yourself. The refs will let you get into them a little bit, mm -hmm. but you got to control yourself enough, enough to not put your team in a six-point hole, which is what he did. That was not good time. I'm guessing there was a, a word or two in there that he said he sh should not have said, and that's why he got the team. Craig is in Des Moines. Craig, the uh, Hawkeyes losing at against Penn State at the Big Ten tourney. Did this deflate you? Uh, yeah, it sure did. Just It's not as bad as last year, of course, but it was still bad. Uh, what, what my complaint is with one of the players, um, uh, Clemens, and and almost I watched every game and I watched him closely because he had like six turnovers or something in that game. He was just horrible. And there's a lot of games where I think he lost the games for us. And uh, it's just that he's pretty good on defense, but when he's on offense, he just stumbles around sometimes. Yeah, he, he, he can fall into a hole sometimes. He's had his moments, but let's be honest, outside of Aaron White and Jared Utoff, the entire team was dreadful against Penn State. And let's not make it just all on Anthony Clemens. He, he didn't play well, but no one else played well besides White and Utah. And Adam Woodbury disappeared again. Dodger Denny, the Cyclones win the Big 12 tournament. What did you think, tournament title, what did you think of that? I tell you what, watching those four games, I, I thought I maybe was going to have a heart attack, but they were exciting. Uh, three games, Very but John, you you were there. That, that's mm -hmm. an unbelievable run. Uh, the, the six straight games have been down double di digits and come back to win. 17 points behind Kansas in the second half. You're not supposed to come back. Well, everyone said, you know, okay, well, they, they came back against Texas. The Longhorns are unranked. They've had a bad season. Well, they, okay, well, they came back against Oklahoma. Oklahoma's a good team, but not great. Let's see what happens when they get behind double digits to a good team. Well, they got behind 17 to Kansas. They rallied and beat the Jayhawks in essentially a home game for Kansas uh, 40 minutes away from their, their home. So uh, this, is, this was incredible, this run here. Uh, look at that guy. You think he's into it? <laughs> Todd and Ames has a quick Cyclone story from Kansas hey, City. Yeah, I was out to tournament this last weekend, and we were at the hotel having had some dinner uh, after, the, after the game Saturday night, and went out in the lobby and we're talking with other Cyclone fans, and they said, hey, look at this. And, and, we, and we did a, a Wikipedia search for Lawrence, Kansas, and somebody had gotten on there, and the mayor was listed as Fred Hoiberg, Vice Mayor George Nang, City Manager as Jamie Pollard. And I started showing that to people down in the P&L afterwards because I went down there. And, oh, my God, everybody was just losing. It was a funny – they've changed it back since then, but it was the funniest thing I'd ever seen. Yeah, those Wikipedia updates can be fun. Thanks Speaking of the Power and Light, look at that video right there, the Power and Light District for it, the Cardone Gold. It wasn't crowded for the World Cup down there in KC. That place, you, if you got stuck in the middle, you are not getting out. I was in the middle, and it, it took me like a half hour to get to the outside. Time for lookalikes. With a local connection, you can send them to us. Sound off at whotv.com. Old Spice judges. Hawkeye assistant Sherman Dillard looks like uh, the roots... F Knuckles from the Tonight Show band. That's from IPTV's Paul Yeager. Old Spice. A match. Sherman Dillard always impeccably dressed. He is the best dressed assistant coach in the country. I'm going to need a pronunciation here from somebody that watches Avatar more than I do. Jamil McKay of the Cyclones looks like the male version <laughs> of Neytari. I, 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 I don't Your know. guess is as good as mine. All right. But the, the person in Avatar that, that has that hair, that's from Matt Cook. Old Spice. He likes that, that too. You know, if he came out in the blue paint, that could scare somebody. If he came out in the blue paint and a predator mask on. Hey, enough basketball for a minute. I want to tell you what's bugging Andy, and you can bet you'll like the sound of it.
You can like us on Facebook at Sound Off Nation. Uh, it is frequently updated with all kinds of fun. Stephanie writes, I figured ISU might be a two seed when they unveiled Oklahoma as a three seed, but I'm digging our side of the bracket. Dig I it. can't imagine Iowa will get past Gonzaga, but we'll see. We'll see. Ryan says ISU is a lock for the Sweet 16 with two easy games in front of them. Iowa is going to have their hands full with Davidson. No easy games for Iowa. Never is. Mark says nearly every expert had you and I on the four line. A little disappointed in the 5-12, but I like their chances to make the Sweet 16. Little respect for teams outside the Power Five. Well, I've already filled out the winning bracket. It's right here. I'm sure you'd love to hear me go game by game. Hang on just a second. No one likes a bracket guy. All right, in the opening But round, we all love brackets. I'm going to start. Here's what's bugging Andy Keith. Guys, like most American boys, I was introduced to sports gambling by my father. It wasn't some lesson he taught me in a hushed tone. He talked about it out in the open. You got the Steelers, I got the Cowboys. How many points you giving me? Now, I didn't turn into any kind of compulsive better who ends up gambling away his kids' college funds. Quite the contrary. But the point is, gambling was never presented to me as something evil, just something risky. So when I hear the Iowa State Legislature is considering opening our doors to fantasy sports payouts and perhaps expanded sports gambling within our borders, I don't see the harm. For many of us as children, gambling was presented as something evil, something shifty, living in dark alleys and back rooms where gruff men with stubby cigars and scarred knuckles lived with a phone in their hand and a pencil behind their ear. The church ladies of the world put gambling way up high on the totem pole of sin, and it just wasn't presentable in most crowds. Well, it's not without its dark sides, but sports gambling is mostly just one of the many American institutions that's either a little secret or a gigantic hypocrisy, depending on how you look at it. In Iowa, sports gambling isn't really legal <laughs> unless it's done at a place like Prairie Meadows where the state can make some money off of it. Well, there it's tightly regulated, lawmakers will say. Then again, so is cannabis oil, but they haven't quite opened their minds to that yet. Someone says medical marijuana, and most of them still see Cheech and Chong. <laughs> and we say sports gambling, and many of them still see Tony Soprano and his crew breaking kneecaps. Fantasy sports is a multi-billion dollar industry that's not going away. So why not tap into it a bit? If it could provide some jobs and some tax dollars as well as some recreation, I see a whole lot more good than harm. Yes, it's more complicated than that, but if we've already figured out how to use horse racing and Powerball and lottery and slot machines, and we're willing to make such fools of ourselves to the point that we'll dig a hole down in Osceola and fill it in with water just so we can technically say that we've got another riverboat casino, and by the way, that is the stupidest thing that I've ever heard. If we're willing to do all of that, can't we just find a place for fantasy sports betting in Iowa? I'm Andy Fails, and that's what's bugging me. Oh, we'll start some betting in oh. Iowa tomorrow. Uh, still to come, Chris Hassel makes an appearance. First, who's in your five and more live calls on Selection Sunday. You can always follow us on Twitter. Scott tweets, ISU and you and I, in my opinion, both have favorable draws and could make it to at least the Elite Eight. 
I'm hoping the Hawks surprise me. We are too. Troy says, worrying about seeding is so overrated. It's win or go home for every team. Forget potential matchups until you win a game. Chris Twaits, ISU certainly has an easier road as they should. Not sure Iowa can beat Gonzaga in their backyard. Our state would explode. Chris talking about the potential Iowa-ISU matchup in the it Sweet would explode. 16. Oh my gosh, it would. Who's in your five best things about March Madness? Number five, office pools. Bracket guy. Number four, selection Sunday. This has been a great day, especially day. this year. Number three, the first two days. And I'm not talking about the play-in games. No. I'm talking Thursday, Friday. It's fantastic. Number two, the big upsets. Love them. Just you and I know the thing about big upsets. This whole tournament, yes, took down number one, Kansas. And number one, the buzzer beaters. Oh. These don't happen frequently, but as we were reminded in the Big 12 tournament. Oh, and look at that picture. Monte Morris hit the buzzer beater. Yeah. Is that Iowa Northwestern State picture? Oh, my goodness. Come on, Old Spice. Just digging it to Hawkeye. Just sticking it right into the gut of Hawkeye fans right there. Well, that. My goodness. That was a buzzer beater. I remember oh. people reacting to that, too. They're like, uh, Nor Iowa lost to Northwestern? They're, they're both in the Big Ten. What no, are they no, doing? No, 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 no. Northwestern uh, State. L Louisiana, maybe? Is that right? Northwestern State? No, no. Northwestern no? State. No, but I mean, is it in the state of Louisiana? It's in the state of Northwestern, Keith. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right, let's get back to the calls here. Uh, John in Des Moines. John, you have a Cy Hawk theory. What is it? Oh, good evening, gentlemen. Good evening. I'm just... Uh, I'm giving you that bold prediction. I, I see Iowa State going through the uh, two acronym teams to get through, uh, taking out UAB and SMU to get to the Sweet 16, and then I like the Hawkeyes to beat Davidson. And if I think their length is going to bother Gonzaga setting up the Iowa-Iowa State rematch. The can, you imagine, can you imagine what that would be like if Iowa and Iowa State played in the Sweet 16 to go to the Elite Eight? Absolute pandemonium, and I think it's very possible and very plausible. I think Gonzaga is the most fallible of all the two seeds, and Iowa's length could very much be a, a, a trouble for them. The thing that I'm perplexed about is they've already awarded the Cyhawk Trophy this year to Iowa State, thinking that there was no chance Iowa could tie them up or pass them. If Iowa and Iowa State were to play in the Sweet 16, theoretically, Iowa could tie them to the Cyhawk, and I wonder if they would go, you know, have some kind of tiebreaker. Well, I tell you, based on what we saw in December, it's hard to even imagine Iowa beating Iowa State because that in Iowa's building was a beatdown. It was a mismatch in December. Iowa State is on a roll. Iowa, you don't know what you're going to get with Iowa, but in March, we don't know what we're going to get with any team. That's true. Jake and Ankeny. Uh, Jake, what do you think of the bracket? Uh, you know, I've got some interesting theories about so late February I was watching the Gonzaga uh, St. Mary's game, I think it was, and St. Mary's was taking them down to the wire, and ever since that game I said I hope Iowa ends up getting the seventh seed or the eighth seed, depending on what Gonzaga would get the one or two, because I think they are very vulnerable to getting upset I mean, you never know what you're going to get with Iowa. Yeah, that's but. true, uh, Jake. Thank you. And, and, John, likely somebody's going to lose before the Sweet 16. But what you want to do is look Keith, at a why bracket. why do you have to be a hater? Well, you Come wanna... on, you're a hating, aren't you? No. no, I'm no hater, John. <laughs> now, you want to look at the bracket yeah. and see it as possible. Of course. And yeah. it's possible. It's possible. I don't know about highly likely or but it, no. it's possible. Look, That's if, all you want. If there's ever a year when Iowa and Iowa State have a chance to meet in the NCAA tournament, <laughs> this is it. Iowa State, I think, is going to the Sweet 16. 
And I'll agree with the caller. If there's a two seed that might go down, I think it could be Gonzaga. The Hawkeyes starting quarterback for two seasons will apparently leave the team. Why aren't fans upset? Face off and more live calls next. You can always email the show, sound off at whotv.com. Quote, after looking at the brackets, I can see Iowa making it to the Sweet 16 this year. Unfortunately for them, that also means I can see Iowa State making it to the Elite Eight. That's Shane from Marshalltown. I still don't like most of the Cyclone fans, but I have to say <laughs> they have a great coach and their team is great also. If we should meet in the NCAA, I hope the Hawks win. But if not, I love this Cyclone team, and I hope they go all the way. Dennis in Altoona, that is honesty. Wow, that is honest. Way to go, Dennis. All right, and time to toss around some more topics. We call it Face Off. Keith, the racist SAE fraternity video that surfaced in Oklahoma this past week was disgusting. It was. Two students were expelled, and rightfully so. The Sooner football team also rallied in protest, which was great to see. Now, the Sooners skipped football practice, but... This is far more meaningful. The video made Oklahoma University look bad, but then the way thousands of students reacted and rallied, including football players, made OU look good. All reports point towards Jake Rudock leaving the Hawkeyes, transferring to another school. Rudock is a two-year starter for Iowa, but you wouldn't know it by the reaction from the fans. Right. No one seems to be concerned with this. Many of those fans think this forces Kurt Ferentz to stick with the people's choice, and the guy I thought should be starting, C.J. Beathard, However, John, you saw the Tax Slayer Bowl. What ails the Hawks goes well mm, beyond the yeah. quarterback position. Beathard didn't look great either, not until garbage time. Rudock, at minimum, would provide depth. Now it's Beathard better not get hurt. Uh, should note, too, John, Rudock represented Iowa well. Very well. Always a class act. One of the great stories at the Boys State Basketball Tournament was Woodward Academy, yep. a correctional facility for young males trying to turn around their lives. They didn't win, but it was cool to see a school like that come together for one night at the well. A new roster every year. Uh, Woodward Academy lost its re leading rebounder midseason. Since few of Woodward Academy's players have family in the area, it was great to see yeah. Iowans show up by the hundreds to cheer these kids. And they don't know these kids very well. The kids will never forget it, though, and hopefully it's the right path from here on. Totally agree. One yeah. of my biggest pet peeves with high school basketball is that there's no <laughs> shot clock. You get used to the shot I clock. I hate it. I yeah. hate teams stalling for minutes. Ooh. I understand it's within the rules, but this is not basketball. This has to change, right? A shot clock desperately needed. Hoover and Ames in the low 20s during the fourth quarter. It was boring. <sighs> but shot clocks are not imminent in Iowa high school basketball. Many coaches don't want them. Many schools can't afford it. Yeah, it's a cost thing. Yeah. Finally, we have a huge development with the NCAA tournament. What's that? The Bison of North Dakota State are a 15 seed. If NDSU beats Gonzaga, if long shot, the long Bison shot. could then face Iowa. <laughs> and let's be honest, we need another what's bugging Andy about the Bison. If the Bison, bison play Iowa, the next what's bugging Andy could break the internet. <laughs> Do they have internet in North Dakota? Maybe not. Never mind. Still, I'd love to see it. Sound off survey results. The voting at whotv.com slash sports. You've seen the bracket. Which is the last team standing? No surprise, the three seed Iowa State, the runaway winner. As you see, these go right in the order. Seating order. Of the seedings. That'll do it for us. We're back next week. We hope you are too.
We leave you with the sound off send off. Former sound off star Chris Hassel last night on SportsCenter. Full disclosure here, I, I am an Iowa Hawkeye fan, and I'm giving my star of the night to the guy who runs the show for Iowa's rival. Give it up for Iowa State Athletic Director Jamie Pollard, who on Monday had a heart attack, Tuesday had a triple bypass, and on Saturday cheered from his hospital bed as his Cyclones won their second straight Big 12 title. It's Jamie Pollard, Iowa State Athletic Director, my star of the night. Get well soon, my friend. Let's jump into Peppa's world of play. Look for spring flowers, hunt for muddy puddles, and bravely explore exciting places with Peppa play sets. Peppa Pig. Inspiring kid confidence.